Hello, and welcome to Cinebraskans, the daily Nebraskan entertainment podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kyle Cruz, joined by my co-host. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is David Berman. Um, I am Daily Nebraskans co-editor of the COVID-19 section. Um, we've been putting out some good COVID-19 related coverage on UNL's campus this semester and next semester as well. So make sure you stay updated with all that. And I also do this cool podcast with these cool people. As well as... I'm Mia Everding. I'm just co-host of this podcast and a grad student and that's it so and a friend and a friend (laughs) i don't know i don't know if i'd go that far but i think i think we're getting there (laughs) okay um and yeah and as i mentioned i'm kyle cruz i mainly just write movie reviews for the dn and host this podcast and do a couple other random things here and there um but yeah, uh, we'll just jump right into it with our first segment, which is What Have I Done? What And What Have I Done is the segment where we just talk about what we've been up to this week, what movies or TV or whatever we've been watching. Um, and so yeah, as usual, David, let's start with you. What have you been up to? Yeah, so uh, I think like a week or two ago, uh, the movie Mank came out on Netflix, and that's about Herman Mankiewicz and the making of the movie Citizen Kane. So my family and I decided to rewatch the movie Citizen Kane in preparation for that movie. And yeah, Citizen Kane is good. <laughs> I don't really know what much else to say about it. Um, I had seen it for the first time like last summer, and I saw it when I was recovering from getting my wisdom teeth taken out. So I like liked it and remember it generally but I liked it a lot more this time when I was not under the influence of lots of painkillers and I was not a sad uh uh in pain boy so yeah it's it's you know it's Citizen Kane I think it's kind of just generally considered to be the best movie or one of the best movies of all time I don't know if I'm like all the way on that train but like it's definitely very very great and I understand why it is considered a classic so yeah have you guys seen uh, Citizen Kane? I would hope so. As 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 film as film boys, I, I would hope so. Yeah, I saw it. I think the, for the first time in high school in a film class in high school, and then I think I've seen it maybe only one other time. I think, I think it was on the big screen though, because it was also in a like a film history class. So nice, very good. Yeah, I also watched it for the first time in high school. I think that was just kind of of my own accord, just because I was like, that was like when I was getting into movies, and I was like, this is the movie I have to see. And so I watched Citizen Kane, and then I think we watched it in like a film history class with Dixon um, a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, also agree, Citizen Kane is good. Hot take. Yeah. Hot take. Um, so have you watched Mank yet? I haven't. We we're gonna watch it like sometime this week, um, but yeah, I've heard it's pretty good. Yeah, I also have not watched it yet. I've heard it's kind of like one of those movies that's really good if you really like movies, but otherwise you're probably just gonna be like, "What is this?" <laughs> nice. Well, it's a good thing all of us like movies, so hopefully we will like it. Yeah. Um, moving on to you, Mia. What have you been up to this week? Well. I watched um, a beloved movie of mine, which is Interstellar, which I know we've discussed at length, I think, on this podcast. And I, I think, think I've talked about it, actually. I don't think we never. Oh, do you want me to give you like a full 
down yeah, on what it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, Please let's do. go. <laughs> um, I think it was probably like my sixth or seventh time seeing it. Um, and I think actually it came out around this time, like six years ago, I think, which is kind of crazy, but that's totally beside the point. But I watched it um, and uh, it, it always like makes me cry. But for some reason this time I was just weeping. I was watching it with my boyfriend and that was nice to watch it with him because it's just like a favorite movie of mine but for some reason this time I was just like crying at the at the part when like he they've come back from the planet with like the big waves and they've lost all that time and he's like seeing his kids grow up I don't know why I just cried so much this time but lots of tears um soundtrack is always just beautiful I think I really cannot count the times that I've listened to that soundtrack, but every time like a new song started, I was like, oh, this is the name of that song. So I think I kind of annoyed the person I was watching it with, but that's okay. So two, two thumbs up. I think I just like it even more every single time. So big old fan of Christopher Nolan, man after my own heart. <laughs> yeah, it's weird to think about uh, how Interstellar came out. So it came out like November 2014. So yeah, it's weird to think about that the movie is like over six years old. Like a movie came out like a few months after I got my job at like the first movie theater I worked for. Um, and so that was like one of the first like big movies to come out. And so yeah, it's just weird thinking about how long ago that was. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I hope I, that it's the sort of oh, sorry, Dave. Oh, no, no, I go ahead the sort of movie that like it it does like stand the test of time just like with the I think the animation like the effects that are in the movie I hope that it like doesn't it's like not one of those movies that in like 50 years you're like oh like this looks really fake and cheap but I mean who knows maybe we'll all be dead by then so it won't matter you never know <laughs> maybe, maybe literally sorry yeah. Maybe literally the events of the movie will have happened and everything will be dusty here. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, maybe we'll like have gone to space by then and now we'll look at the the graphics and the, the stuff in the Interstellar and be like, oh, wow, that's so fake. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't actually shoot that in space like everyone does now. That's what we're saying <laughs> at that point. I could see that happening. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Kyle? What have you been up to? Um, yeah, so I've mainly just been working, um, but a couple days ago, uh, so my girlfriend and I, we've been watching a lot of Christmas movies, um, and we watched uh, Scrooge the other day, which I had never seen Scrooge before. Uh, Scrooge is the, the kind of take on, on A Christmas Carol. Um, it's Christmas Carol, right? Pretty sure it is. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, but this is like from the 80s, or I think, yeah, late 80s with Bill Murray. Um, and yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty much just a Christmas Carol, um, but set in the 80s with Bill Murray. And it's exactly what you would expect it to be with that. Um, there's a couple moments that are like genuinely really funny, like uh, not to get into spoilers or anything, but like everyone knows the story of A Christmas Carol. So, um, but like towards the end when he's like waiting for um, like the, the ghost of Christmas future to show up, um, like part of the bit with the movie is this is all happening like 
while so he bill murray plays like a tv production um uh, like a producer um and he's producing uh, like a live version of a christmas carol to air on tv um on christmas eve um and he's on set for the movie throughout uh on set for that throughout the movie um and towards the end he's like anticipating the ghost of christmas future to show up and then like an elevator opens up and there's like this really tall like skeleton looking guy and he like freaks out and just starts like basically like crying about this and then it turns out it's just the dude who's in costume for the for the live show uh, which i thought was hilarious um and there's just like a lot of just random jokes like that scattered throughout the movie um i don't think it's like the best version of a christmas carol and it's certainly not like the best christmas movie ever by any means um, but i had a really good time with it um and i think it's Watching it, I can understand like why it's like why so many people love it as much as they do. Um, but have either of you seen Scrooge? Do you have any thoughts here? I haven't. Um, yeah, I I, th I think it's a Christmas movie I've always wanted to see. Um, I Bill Murray is pretty hit or miss for me. Like I, I generally like Bill Murray in general, and like most of the things that I've seen of him, I'm like, yeah, I like him. But there's some like I don't like him in Groundhog Day and not I guess that's kind of like the main example and I feel like his kind of brand of comedy is like I'm just a really bad dude and isn't that funny <laughs> and so like I think sometimes that could just be a little bit too much but yeah I I'm a, I'm a big fan of A Christmas Carol I, I don't think it, it can ever top a Muppets Christmas Carol which is no joke the best version of A Christmas Carol in my opinion um but yeah I'm sure I'm sure I'll watch it someday how about you Mia I have never seen it um i'm not also the biggest fan of bill murray so i don't think i really have much incentive to see it also because there's so many other versions of a christmas carol out there um but yeah i also like i know this story really well so it's not like it's gonna be a big surprise or anything like that so i have not seen the muppets version but if you think it's good dave i'll i'll check it out is it on disney plus maybe probably Okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't remember seeing it there, but it pro I would assume it is. And okay. I, I would hope it is because I want to watch it. So. <laughs> I haven't seen the Muppets one in a long time, but I think I would also agree with Dave that the Muppets one's the best one. I remember. It is delightful. And Michael Caine is uh, Scrooge in it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Yes. That that just pushed me over the edge. I'll watch uh, that. He like did an interview recently that I saw where someone asked him about or or yeah. I just I saw this recently that at the time of the movie um he said he was like I'm gonna act alongside the Muppets like they are like Shakespearean actors and like we are doing this very seriously and he's like if they ask me to do anything silly or Muppet like I will leave <laughs> <laughs> and so he just plays it like completely straight and like like he's like in the most serious thing ever alongside like Kermit and Miss Vicky and it's just very good I love that Wow. Um, yeah, I guess from there we'll move on to our news for the week. So uh, if, you, if you've been following movie news over the past week or so, you'll, you're probably aware that Disney had a big investors meeting last week. And there's a ton of news that came out of that. So we're just going to make that our main topic. Uh, so we'll jump into that in a little bit. Um, but prior to that, there's uh, just some random other news stuff we want to talk about. Uh, first of all, like right after we finished recording last week, uh, the news dropped that Alfred Molina uh, is going to be returning to play the role of Doc Ock in Spider-Man 3. Uh, Alfred Molina like famously played the role in Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire back in the early 2000s. 
Um, so this kind of continues the uh, the idea of bringing back uh, other character, other villains from the other Spider-Man movies into this, uh, I guess now multiverse Spider-Man three. Obviously, we saw it with Jamie Foxx's Electro a couple of weeks ago. Um, and following the report that Alfred Molina was going to be in Spider-Man 3, uh, there was just a slew of random other reports, like just land blasted all over Twitter that were saying that basically everybody's coming back for Spider-Man 3. Um, so at this point, I would anticipate we'll have Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield back and probably uh, Emma Stone and um, why am I blanking on uh, the Kirsten actor? Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Um, yeah, they'll probably be back as well. Um, but yeah, so I think this is really exciting. Um, it kind of just, I guess, confirms uh, what we've all been suspecting and that this is gonna kind of be a multiverse Sinister Six type movie. Um, there's also reports going around now that uh, Willem Dafoe's uh, Green Goblin's gonna be in it. Um, we'll see how that turns out. Um, I do also wanna briefly mention that there was a report that uh, um, Charlie Cox's version of Daredevil was going to be showing up, though notably with that, like the source on that is like a really tiny like movie news site that no one's ever heard of. So like take that with a massive grain of salt. I'm not sure if I believe that. I would love for it to be true because I love uh, Charlie Cox's Daredevil, but I'm not sure if there's much credence to that. Um, but yeah, in general on, on any or all of this, uh, what do you guys think about this? I am hype. Like I think some part of me is a little bit concerned that it's going to become a little bit too bloated and it's just going to be kind of chaotic. Um, but I am absolutely down for a kind of live action Spider-Verse kind of movie. Um, and yeah, I think Tom Hot like this, this current iteration of Spider-Man is just in general, my favorite version overall, but there are elements of the previous two iterations that I really, really like too. And so I'm excited to kind of see that all come together. Um, and yeah, I, I guess the only other thing, like with with Daredevil, yeah, I'm not exactly sure that they're gonna bring him back for this movie because there already is just like so many people in this movie, and I don't know exactly how he would fit. Um, I've you know I think some people theorize that he would be Peter Parker's lawyer because Peter Parker is has been like you know his identity has been revealed and maybe he would be charged with crimes or something. Um, and so maybe yeah, maybe he'll represent him in court, which I think could be really cool. Um. But yeah, I think even if they don't put him in this, I think that they're, I really hope that they bring back Charlie Cox's Daredevil in some capacity um, in some series where he can pop up and just be a lawyer. And even if he's not daredeviling about, he can do some lawyering and stuff. Um, so yeah, I just, because the character of Daredevil came back to Marvel like last week or two weeks ago. So I hope they don't decide, oh, we're just going to recast him and start over because I think there are a lot of really, really good, there are great things about that version of Daredevil. And I think why, why ruin something that is already good? So those are my thoughts. Mia, what about you? Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm definitely as big a fan of, um, I think just like the Spider-Man, like lore in general, as much as you guys are. Um, Cause like I, I've, have I even no I watched half of the third Spider-Man with you guys and then I've seen like the the um Andrew Garfield version but I don't know like a lot of the like I said like the lore behind it in the in the comics I guess what I'm I'm excited I think for bringing back the other sort of universes of Spider-Man but I hope that it doesn't 
like just become like a Spider-Man, like a Spider-Verse movie. Like I hope it is very much so like a Tom Holland Spider-Man, Spider-Man movie. And I, I feel like with them bringing back all of these characters or bringing in all of these characters, he could just get like a little lost. But I don't know. I, I really have no clue what to expect from this. So maybe I'll just like keep my expectations low and then be like really pleasantly surprised. So we'll see. Do we have, is there like a release date for this? I believe it's the end of next year. Um, like, like I think like December 2021 or something like that. I know it's coming up fast. Yeah, yeah it's filming like, right now, I yeah. think. Yeah, so. Um, wow. But yeah, I kind of agree, Mia. Um, like, it is kind of concerning that, like, all these characters are going to be in it um, because I really want the focus to still remain on Tom Holland's version of the character because, like, this is his third film. I guess it's going to be... Uh, obviously, I'm sure we'll get more Tom Holland Spider-Man post this movie, but, like, this is, like, his trilogy, I guess. And so I hope that they don't, like, shift the focus too much to the other versions of the characters. I'm sure that... Kind of what I my guess as to what how this will work out is like the villains will show up in like the first act of the movie or something and then they'll kind of be there and then in the last act they'll have to like go get the other Spider-Man and then they'll fight them together. I think that would work because it would allow you to have those characters in it without shifting the focus too much. Um, but obviously we'll see what happens. Um, very excited for this, but also like we've seen both in Spider-Man 3 and in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, what can happen when you just throw too many Spider-Man movies, uh, too many Spider-Man villains into one movie. And it usually doesn't turn out that well, um, but hey, maybe third time's the charm. But yeah, so I guess moving on from there, uh, we'll just briefly want to touch on one other story uh, that came out this week and that's involving Zack Snyder's version of Justice League. Um, I guess he confirmed that uh, the, his version of Justice League is likely going to be rated R, um, specifically because I guess Batman drops an F-bomb in the movie, um, which I'm sure will be interesting. Uh, he also mentioned that uh, it might get a four-hour theatrical release uh, after it's done airing on HBO Max, um, which, yeah, I kind of keep forgetting that this is coming, and it's probably only a few months away at this point. I would like, they haven't announced a release date, but I would guess the release date's gonna be like in March or something. Um, but I don't know. It's like, I'm looking forward to this, but it feels like every time a new like headline or story comes out of a Zack Snyder interview for this thing, I become less excited for this. It kind of just reminds me of pretty much any other Zack Snyder related DC story in the past where it just, yeah, like, what are you doing? Um, but, like, I guess we're going to hear Batman say the F word. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on here? I I just love, I love Zack Snyder. Like, you know, he just, he's a man who just, he's he's so tied to his vision of things. And I, I respect him for that because, and, and, and he will, and he will never, like, go away from that, like, no matter what. And, and so, I don't know, he just he's just a real he's a real goof and i don't i don't really know what he's doing with this movie um and i don't think it will be good but i think it will be interesting because like i think you can say a lot of things about him as a filmmaker but like none of his movies are boring like none of like the dc movies that he's made are like like he takes big swings and a lot of times he misses horribly but he he tries and he goes for it and i think if any if you know if nothing else, this will be an interesting, if, if 
it might be very dumb and bad, but I think it will be entertaining. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for, for Batman to, to drop an F-bomb. I think that'll be, I, I just want to like, see like what, the, what context it'll be in. Um, I, I hope it's like in the weirdest place possible. Um, and yeah, I, I, I love, I love like his quote about it because I'm sure there's like more context to it, but he just said, the movie is insane. There's one scene where Batman drops an F-bomb and he and like, to me, I just read that in like the most like juvenile like teenage boy voice of like whoa man this movie's so crazy like like it's so real and wild like batman saying the batman's dropping an f-bomb and that's crazy and that's real and mature and so yeah i don't know i'm just i'm hype i'm, I'm looking forward to it <laughs> yeah i think it'll certainly be interesting i think your your uh comparison to like it's something that like a 14 year old boy would get very excited about i think is, is accurate um I feel like pretty much anything Zack Snyder makes is like made for like teenage boys, um, which yeah, take that for what, take that for what it's worth. Um, yeah, you have any thoughts here, Mia? Um, not particularly. I think we've discussed probably at least once that I've never seen the like OG uh, Justice League, so I don't really have any opinion really whatsoever. So. <laughs> But you have I think no opinion on Batman saying the F word. <laughs> you want this. Do you need this in your life? Have you been no. clamoring for this for years? I really I could do without. Honestly, I could do without. So <laughs> that's my two cents. Um, but yeah, I guess moving on from there, we'll just jump right into our, our main topic for the week, which as you mentioned, is all the all the Disney news came out of their investors' day last it was last Thursday. Um and there's just so much here to talk about. Um, so I've typed it all out uh, on our on our doc here, um, and I've kind of separated it out by like which like division of Disney it is. So we'll just kind of go down the list. Um, so I guess starting off with one just general bit of news uh, is that Disney is looking. So uh, Disney obviously has Disney Plus, but they are also a majority shareholder in Hulu. So they basically like own Hulu and can do whatever they want with it. Um, so they're looking to, at least here in the U.S., turn Hulu into basically um, the home for all of Disney's adult content. Um, lots of stuff they got from the Fox merger. Basically anything that wouldn't really work on Disney Plus, but they still like have the rights to and want to utilize. Um, so yeah, that's what they're going to be use, using Hulu for. And it's kind of what they're already using Hulu for, um, but they just kind of set that in stone. Um, internationally, they're going to be doing the same thing with uh, a new service they're, they're releasing called Star. Um, I don't know much about that, but yeah, that's internationally. So we won't have to deal with that here. Um, but yeah, do you guys have any, any thoughts on this? Or I suppose just generally, if you have any thoughts on any of this, I'm just going to kind of go down. And if you want to chime in at any point, feel free to do so. Um, but yeah, uh, then FX. Uh, so FX um, is yeah, was part of Fox um, and has had a deal with Hulu for a while now. Um, so I never really put two and two together um, to realize that Disney owns FX now. But yeah, that's that's a thing. Um, there was a lot of big announcements that came out of FX's portion of the, of the Investor's Day um, presentation. Um, the biggest one, though, uh, is that they're in development of a TV series based on Ridley Scott's Alien. Um, notably, it's going to be like, if you don't, uh, if you don't count Alien versus Predator, it's going to be the first Alien material set on Earth. 
um, and it's going to be set in the near future. Um, I've been saying for a while that I think an Alien series is a very good idea, and so obviously I'm very excited about this. Um, do you guys have any have any thoughts on an Alien TV series coming from FX? Yeah, I I don't know if I've given this take on the show, um, but I'm not a huge fan of the original Alien. I know that is a bad and wrong take, but I just didn't like it. Um, I just didn't. I don't know. I didn't think it was bad. I just was like, I just don't. It's not digging it. Um, but yeah, I that's really the only alien content I've consumed. Um, is this like tied in with any specific movie? Is it like set after like the Prometheus, whatever thing that they're doing, that they were doing or. So they didn't, they didn't really give many details on that. Um, I would assume this, well, if it's set, I don't know. Um, Cause Prometheus and all that's set before the original alien. So I guess it depends on where this is set in relation to that. Um, because Alien and Prometheus and all that is just generally set like in the in the future. Um, so if this is set on Earth in the near future, I would assume this would be prior to all of that. Um, but also that doesn't really make sense because like in Prometheus, they kind of make it out to be like the 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 uh, what, the engineers uh, like created uh, the xenomorphs, and it's it's a it's a weird, complicated thing. So I'm not entirely sure how that's going to work out. Maybe it's just going to be entirely separate from all of that. And they're just going to kind of take the ideas and implement them. Um, I guess we'll find out. Uh, one big detail I forgot to mention is that this is being show run by Noah Hawley, um, who's the guy that did, uh, I believe he did uh, Legion and a bunch of other like just great FX series. Um, and Ridley Scott is on board as a producer for this. Um, so it's in good hands. And so I think that's very exciting. Um, also just want to throw out there that David's opinion on alien is wrong. It's just incorrect. There's nope. It's yep, nope. We've, we've got, I've gotten salty with David about this in the past because I love alien. It, I think it's one of my favorite movies. Um, and yeah. I mean, you have the right take, but someone say I have the brave take of going against the masses. Um, so I'd rather be brave than right. I would say. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> so I guess uh, moving on from there, uh, we've got a bunch of, bunch of news coming from Disney Animation. Um, they announced a bunch of uh, series that are going to be going to Disney Plus, um, which I think is very exciting. Uh, so they, they announced a, a series based on Baymax from Big Hero 6. Um, Big Hero 6 uh, was the Academy Award winning animated film from 2014. Um, yeah, I was a big fan of that movie. And this series kind of just looks like Baymax going around San Francisco and helping people, which is pretty wholesome. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. That's coming in early 2022. Uh, they also announced a, Zooto uh, a Zootopia series that they're calling Zootopia Plus. Um, the basic idea for this series is it's each episode is going to focus on like a different character in Zootopia. So like they they mentioned that there will be like an episode focusing on like Flash, the the like the sloth from the DMV, and then maybe one based on like the the like yoga nudist characters uh, that they that they introduce and just like various characters from throughout the movie that they want to just kind of give their own episode to and expand expand that world a bit um, so I think that's exciting um, I'll just kind of go through all these series and then we can talk about whichever ones you guys want to talk about um, that's coming in spring of 2022 
they also announced a TV show uh, based on Tiana uh, from The Princess and the Frog. Um, as I've mentioned before, I haven't seen The Princess and the Frog. I know I need to, um, just hasn't happened. Um, yeah, so I know a lot of people are gonna be very excited about this. Uh, so the Tiana series is coming in 2023. Um, and then they also announced a, a series based on Moana. Um, and so, yeah, Moana is fantastic. I think it's probably one of the best Disney princess movies out there. Um, and so, yeah, this series is just gonna kind of be continuing that story. Um, that's also coming in 2023. Um, then they also announced a series called uh, Iwaju, uh, which they're partnering, uh, they're partnering with a animation studio called Kugali Media, uh, which is uh, based in Africa. Um, and the series itself is going to uh, be of a uh, very uh, like African uh, influence. Um, it's set in Africa and um, they didn't really give too many details on it. Um, but from what like they did say, it kind of seems like it's just like Wakanda um, and just like general stuff like that. But also I'm sure there will be notable differences because they don't want to infringe on that too much. Um, but yeah, so I just think this is really interesting. Um, and so yeah, that's coming in 2022. Um, and then as far as like actual Disney animation, like feature films go, um, they announced that Raya and the Last Dragon, uh, which is set to come out in March will premiere both in theaters and with premiere access on Disney Plus, um, which is what they did with Mulan. Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting. I'm curious to see if they keep the, the $30 price tag on that or if they drop that down a little bit. Um, and then they announced uh, their next uh, animated film uh, after this. Um, here, one second. Uh, yeah, uh, it's called uh, Encanto, uh, which is coming out in November of 2021. Um, and yeah, it's an animated film uh, set in Colombia, uh, and Lin-Manuel Miranda is doing the music. Um, again, they didn't give too many details, uh, but yeah, it's all incredibly exciting. Um, so yeah, I'll throw this over to you guys. Uh, which which of these series are you, or series or movies are you most excited for? And just general thoughts on on Disney Animation's slate that they announced. Yeah, I think I'm generally excited for all of like the series that they announced. Um, like especially kind of like the ones based on existing characters and, and properties. Um, I none of them were things I was really expecting to like come out in like a series format. I, I you know, I, I felt pretty confident we were going to get like some sort of expansion on, on all these things eventually. Um, I think that's an interesting way to do it. Um, just to, you know, it's a way that they can promote Disney Plus some more, and they don't have to make like super duper long movies unnecessarily for all these characters i think like for most of these things i would want to see like another follow-up movie um for them at some point but you know maybe that those kind of cover it in the series and they'll be good there and yeah lo love love some some lin-manuel miranda music um i think you know he did the music from a lot of the music for moana and we know that he is and he's doing the music for the little mermaid movie i believe um so yeah i'm i'm always happy to see some more some more good lean content yeah i'm definitely i there are some of these things that i didn't know about i guess if i was wondering if lynn's doing music for the the movie if he's going to be if there's going to be music in like the moana and the tiana like series because those are i don't know if you would necessarily call them musicals probably like their movie versions, but I wonder if they're gonna take like that same concept and like have music heavily in in the series. I guess it seems kind of weird to me to like do series 
like based on a movie instead of like just doing a second movie but I don't really know the creative process or the money-making process too so take that with a grain of salt I guess but it's exciting it's a lot of content it's a little overwhelming I'll be honest well there's there's plenty more where that came from Mia so yeah this, oh. is, this is one of the one of the the smaller uh like slight announcements that we'll talk about today um yeah I don't think they explicitly mentioned that like Tiana or Moana would have music in them I would assume they would like I don't see why they wouldn't um so yeah I guess I guess we'll find out though um uh, cool. And so moving on from there, we'll jump into all the Pixar announcements. Uh, Pixar also announced uh, a few different uh, Disney Plus series. Um, first of all, they announced uh, a show called Doug Days, which focuses uh, on the dog Doug from, uh, from their movie Up. Um, they also, uh, during the presentation, showed uh, kind of like a little clip from this series because the series coming out is fall 2021. Um, and the clip they showed was uh Doug like in the backyard at, at Carl's house Carl is the is the is the guy in up right I think it's Carl yeah cool yeah so he's in the backyard at Carl's house and Carl walks out with a big box that apparently is full of puppies and Doug's just getting very excited about the puppies um and then he lets them all out and these puppies are just running around chasing Doug around the yard and Doug's getting very excited about it and it's adorable it looks delightful i'm very excited for it there's a there's a point where they're chasing him and he like runs across the screen and he's like i am faster than puppies uh, and it's just adorable it's it looked like a, a ton of fun and so i am very excited um they also announced a disney plus series of cars um cars is not their their most uh beloved uh franchise but it is one of their more successful ones um, so like the people that are into cars are really enjoy the series. And so I think giving cars, uh, its own Disney plus series, is kind of a good idea. It's coming fall of 2022. And apparently it's just going to be a road trip show with, uh, lightning McQueen and Mater just traveling the country. So I think that could be, that could be fun. Um, then they also announced a, uh, another Disney plus series. Um, that's an original series called win or lose. Um, the, the kind of pitch that they had for this was it came, uh, from two of their directors when they were like in Pixar meetings um, and they noticed that sometimes they would come out of the meetings and have very different impressions of how the meetings went like one of them would think that the meeting went incredibly well and the other one would think it went extremely poorly so they kind of took that idea and are applying it to like a, a uh, like girl like softball team um, so the series is like set over like the week leading up to like I don't know like their big fun their big championship game or something um, and each episode is going to be that week from a different character's perspective. Um, so like one character will think it's going great and like think the game goes great or something. And then like the next week, it'll be from a different character that thinks it goes poorly. Um, they didn't show any footage of this or anything. It's not coming out till fall of 2023. Um, so I'm sure we'll hear a lot more about this moving forward, but I think it's interesting. Um, then in terms of Pixar's uh, theatrical uh, films, they, they announced a film called Luca, which is coming out in June of 2021, which is just about two uh, friends growing up in Italy. Um, it kind of like they showed like a little bit of it and it kind of just looks like Pixar's Call Me By Your Name, um, which like it very much has like the same aesthetic and everything. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I think I think it looks interesting. Um, then they also uh, 
revealed their, their film set for March of 2022, which is called Turning Red. Uh, and the concept of this is it's like a, a teenage, like a teenage girl. Um, and whenever she gets like excited about anything, she just turns into a giant red panda. Um, so <laughs> they like released a little poster for it, um, gave very few details, but like that was just the general idea they gave. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but then the big announcement uh, is coming in June of 2022 is a Buzz Lightyear movie that they're calling Lightyear. Um, notably, they said that this is not uh, a film based on the toy Buzz Lightyear voiced by, uh, voiced by Tim Allen. Rather, it's voiced on the character uh, Buzz Lightyear from, I guess, that universe that inspired the toy. Um, and so it's going to be like an actual like Space Ranger movie uh, just that happens to start Buzz Lightyear and Chris Evans is going to be voicing Buzz Lightyear in this. Um, so yeah, that's all the that's all the Pixar news we got. Um, I think personally, I'm most excited about Doug Days and probably Lightyear. Uh, I'm curious to see um, what Luca and Turning Red are like, what uh, how those work out. Um, but yeah, what are you guys excited about here, and what are your general thoughts on on Pixar's uh, presentation? Yeah, I think all these things sound great. I'm I'm a big big Pixar fan, and I, I trust in in their process. Um, yeah, I, I'm super excited for Doug days. I kind of didn't think we were ever going to see any like up related content ever again. So I'm very excited for that. Cause I love, I love up. I, uh, I wonder if Doug days is just going to be like soul crushingly sad for some reason, just like, just like up. I think that would be, <laughs> that, that, that would be kind of funny. Um, but yeah, and light year. Yeah. I think that's a really cool idea to kind of take like a movie that, a child like Andy would have seen and then like would have wanted to like get a Buzz Lightyear toy because of that. I think that's kind of an interesting idea, an interesting concept. Um, and yeah, a, a lot of people were like upset that, that Tim Allen is no longer going to be voicing Buzz Lightyear. I think that's fine because Chris Evans is cool and Tim Allen is is not as cool. So yeah, but yeah, all these things sound sound very good. Yeah, I definitely, I, the way you described Doug Days was a very thorough and excited <laughs> sort of description. So I appreciate that, Kyle. Um, sounds very, very cute. When did Up come out? I mean, I guess I could have just Googled that, but I felt like, I feel like I was such a kid, like still when it came out, or I guess probably a tween or a teen, but. I think it was I... like 2009. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's been a, a while, but that's very exciting. I thought you were going to say something that like Carl had died and <laughs> we were going to have to <laughs> talk about that, but that's, that's good. Um, I guess I don't really, the Luca sounds intriguing, I guess, to say the least. Um, it seems kind of, I mean, I guess just the way you described it, Kyle, like seems like a little a little strange to have coming from Pixar like what direction are they going to go with that but maybe it could uh, be interesting I'm sure like that could be beautiful just if it's going to be set in Italy um yeah that's those are my just initial responses I guess I think Chris Evans will do excellently in that role I feel like he has such a versatile voice that will be interesting and exciting to see him doing voice work because I I feel like has he done much voice work in the past? 
Not that I can think of. Um, in fact, I can't think of anything that he's voiced a character in. Um, so I'm sure he's done something at some point. Um, right. But yeah, not not pro- probably nothing like too big. So I think this will be this will be interesting. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. But those are my responses. Cool. Uh, so from there, we'll move on to uh, just like Disney, Disney proper and what they're doing. Um, so there were a bunch of original Disney Plus shows um, that were announced um, or rather like Disney Plus shows that are based off of existing Disney properties. Um, so I don't have much to say about many of these. So we'll probably just kind of go through them and then you guys can again afterwards talk about any of that. Uh, sound interesting, but they announced a, a Mighty Ducks uh, Disney Plus series, which kind of serves as a, it, like it's a sequel to the existing Mighty Ducks films set in the present day. Um, they showed a trailer for that. It looks okay. I haven't seen any of the Mighty Ducks films, so I'm just not interested in this. Um, they also announced a Turner and Hooch series. I have not seen the original Turner and Hooch, so I have no interest in this, but notably the series does star Josh Peck, so I guess that's cool. Uh, Josh Peck is uh, Josh from Drake and Josh. Um, then they also like officially announced a Disney Plus series that's going to be a prequel to the live action Beauty and the Beast they did a few years ago. Um, and it's going to be focused on the characters of Gaston and LeFou. Uh, and Luke Evans and Josh Gad are confirmed to return for that. Um, and then there were a bunch of other just random Disney Plus series that were announced that they showed some footage from uh, the show called Big Shot, another called The Mysterious Benedict Society. Swiss Family Robinson, and then they like officially confirmed that they are doing a Percy Jackson and the Olympian series. They didn't have much to say about that, but they did officially uh, put that out into the universe. So I guess that's exciting. You guys have anything to say about any of these? Not too much. I don't. Yeah, I'm not like super into really any of this. I think like the Beauty and the Beast prequel series could be interesting. Like at the start of Beauty and the Beast, aren't Gaston and LeFou like coming back from the war? Isn't that like what's happening? So are they just gonna be like at war? Like <laughs> it's just gonna be like Gaston and LeFou kill some people. Like that's just gonna be the show. Um, but yeah, I think that could be fine. I I, I like both of them in that live action Beauty and the Beast. So um, but yeah, besides that, we've talked about Percy Jackson, super hyped for that. When you said the mysterious Bendix Society, I was like, I know what that is, I think. And so I looked it up and yeah, I do not remember what it was about, but I definitely read like that they're based on like a series of children's books. And I definitely remember reading that. Um, I, yeah, again, I, I do not remember what it's about, but I like, yeah, I looked up the cover and I absolutely remember this. So I will probably check it out if I remember it being good. So I think it's a series because I, I think I, I don't think I finished reading it because they're like really like big books. But I remember the first one. I feel like just remembering like, well, the stuff that I remember from the first book, I feel like it lends itself like really well to be a series. Um, And yeah, if they can like pick and choose themes from each book, I feel like that could work out really well. Like it's just sort of kind of magical, I think. But I'm, yeah, I feel like it could work out really well. So yeah, it's, I think it's kind of like X-Men-y where it's like children yeah. with powers and then there's like an old man named Mr. Benedict and he recruits them to be in his society or whatever. And he has, what's the condition? Narcolepsy when you fall asleep? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why I remember that. But, yeah. Or is does. that narcolepsy? I feel like that's that like yeah. necrophilia. Not that. 
Wow. Yeah. Two very, <laughs> two very different things, Mia. About that. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people have been making comparisons between uh, the Mysterious Benedict Society and like the Umbrella Academy on, uh, on Netflix. So this will kind of just, I guess, be Disney's version of that. Um, yeah, I guess moving on to Disney's original films. Um, there's a bunch of films announced to be going to Disney+. Plus. Um, they announced a Three Men and a Baby uh, remake starring Zac Efron. Um, they announced uh, and showed a trailer for another film called Flora and Ulysses, which I think is based off of a book, but it's basically just like uh, a little girl and her friend who's a squirrel that has superpowers. It looks like a pretty generic kids movie, but it's something that exists. Uh, they also unveiled a, a remake of Cheaper by the Dozen from Blackish creator Kenya Barris, um, which is going to be focusing on like a mixed race family. Um, they also unveiled a, a new Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie that's going to be animated. Um, they showed like a few tiny little clips from this, and it's uh, an animation style that's very much pulled right out of the Diary of a Wimpy Kid books. So I'm sure that'll have some success um, just because they're still making those books. Like I was at Barnes & Noble the other day, and there was a, a new one coming out, and I'm like, yeah, I remember reading these books when I was in like third grade. Um, and yeah, so I'm surprised they're still going. But yeah, moving on, uh, they announced an Ice Age spinoff called The Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. I haven't followed the Ice Age movies in a while, um, so I'm not terribly interested in this. But it's cool that they are returning to this, to this franchise because they got it from their merger with Fox. Um, they also announced a new Night at the Museum movie, which is going to be animated. Um, and yeah, didn't give any more details on that, just other than it exists. Then there were a bunch of other uh, like sports-based movies announced based on the lives of Chris Paul, uh, Giannis, uh, a last name that I'm not going to try to pronounce, um, and Keenan Lowe. I don't know who any of those people are. I do not follow sports, so I have nothing to say about any of that. Um, and then last, uh, well, no, not lastly, there was just a page break. Um, they announced a new Chip and Dale Rescue Ranger movie that's going to be an animation live action mix that has going to have John Mulaney voicing Chip and Andy Samberg voicing Dale. Um, but then they also confirmed that uh, Robert Zemeckis' Pinocchio, starring Tom Hanks as Geppetto, is going to be going to Disney+, Plus, as will David Lowry's Peter Pan and Wendy. Um, and then they also announced a sequel to Enchanted called Disenchanted with Amy Adams returning. Uh, they announced a sequel to Hocus Pocus and a third Sister Act movie. Um, and again, all those movies that I just mentioned are all going direct to Disney+. Plus. Um, so yeah, uh, before I throw it to you guys, I'll just, because there's only like a couple of theatrical uh, movies that they talked about, so we'll just add those in here. Um, they confirmed the cast of The Little Mermaid, which we've been talking about for a while. Um, so there's nothing terribly new to talk about there. Uh, again, the cast consists of Halle, ba Halle Bailey, um, as Ariel, David Diggs, uh, Javier Bardem, Jacob Tremblay, Melissa McCarthy, Jonah Howard King, and Aquafina. Um, they uh, confirmed that the Jungle Cruise, Cruise movie that was supposed to come out this past year is officially set for July of 2021. And they officially announced the the Lion King prequel uh, that Barry Jenkins is doing, they confirmed uh, in the presentation that it's a prequel of sorts. Um, so that kind of leads uh, led some credence to um, the idea that it's going to focus on like Mufasa, which is something that we talked about when they announced this. Um, so yeah, all of these uh, Disney Disney original films. Uh, you guys have any thoughts? Which ones stand out to you as being particularly exciting? Whew. There's so many things. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess a few that stand out. Three Men and a Baby. I've never seen the original, but I think that sounds like a fun, 
fun kind of remake with, with Zac Efron and maybe they can get some other, some other people in there as well. Um, I love Night at the Museum. Like this, the last two are not very good, but the first one has a very special place in my heart. Um, so I guess I'm excited for an animated version of it. Um, I love the idea of John Mulaney and Andy Samberg as Chippendale. I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, and I think there are some of like the Lonely Island people are also involved with it as well. Like Andy Samberg's kind of like comedy people that he works with who did uh, Palm Springs and kind of and a whole bunch of other things that Andy Samberg could have done. I think they're involved with that as well. So, so that could be fun. Um, and yeah, I love Enchanted. And so I think a Disenchanted movie, I, I, this is, they just kind of like confirm this at, at this meeting. Like, I think that it had been rumored for a very, very long time. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for it. I think the first one is great and I think it definitely could have a very fun sequel. So. Yeah, I, um, was not, I did not know what was it? Um, the Ariel. I did not know that David Diggs is in that. Do we know what role he is? Is he the prince? Uh, he's, he's Sebastian. Oh, okay. Well, all right. That's okay. <laughs> um, that has me very excited. I, yeah, I don't feel like I was really aware of anything that was going on with that, apart from like when people were like, Harry Styles is the prince, and then it turned out he wasn't the prince, but that's okay. Um, Sorry, you mentioned is so is Disenchanted a sequel or a prequel? I believe it's a sequel. Okay. Okay. Well, I hope just based on that title, I hope it's not like that things have gone terribly wrong in her relationship. But I feel like with that title, like what else could it be? So that has me a little sad, I think. But that's okay. I guess we'll just wait and see. Yeah, I think I think it'll be interesting to see how this how this whole slate turns out um they're really i think they're just the general like big thing that come out of this disney presentation as a whole is they are going all in on disney plus um so like yeah we'll see we'll see how successful it is disney plus is already incredibly successful um looks like it's only going to continue um but yeah uh, with the little mermaid cast i think it's kind of interesting because like the one name on there that's like not terribly recognizable jonah howard king he's the one playing the prince um so we'll see how that goes um but yeah so we've got two more two more uh segments of the presentation to talk about and these have been the big ones uh we got the lucasfilm presentation and the marvel presentation so we'll start with the lucasfilm um one thing that they mentioned kind of just very briefly right off the top uh is that uh mandalorian season three uh they're aiming to be out next by next christmas um so that kind of just follows the release pattern of the past two seasons of the mandalorian um, it's exciting that they're doing a third season. I've really been enjoying season two and the show itself is just incredibly successful. So I think it's a no-brainer that, no that they're going to be doing a season three. Um, but with that, they announced two spinoffs of The Mandalorian, uh, the first of which is called The Rangers of the New Republic. Um, they didn't give very many details on this. Um, I assume, so there's been rumors going around that they're going to give uh, Cara Dune her own show. Cara Dune's the character that Gina Carano plays. Um, I assume this is that show. Um, but they didn't actually confirm that in the presentation. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and then they also officially announced a, a show based on Ahsoka Tano. Um, the show is just called Ahsoka. Um, I'm incredibly excited for this. 
Uh, I thought that, well, I love the Ahsoka Tano character, both from Clone Wars and Rebels, and now from the, the episode of The Mandalorian that she was in, played by, um, why am I blanking on the actress's name? Uh, Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. Um, yeah, so I thought she was great. Uh, I'm very excited for this show. Um, there's been rumors for a while that they're gonna do like a live action sequel series to uh, Star Wars Rebels because Rebels very much ends on a cliffhanger. So I assume this Ahsoka show is that sequel series that's gonna pick up on a lot of those loose threads from Rebels. Um, they also, uh, they <clears throat> so they announced a, a show based on Cassian Andor from Rogue One a while back. Um, they're currently shooting that show. Um, or they might have just finished production on that show, something like that. Uh, but we got our first look at that. It wasn't necessarily a trailer, but more so just like a behind the scenes, um, like uh, behind the scenes video of all the actors talking about it. Um, yeah, it looks pretty interesting. Uh, they kind of pitched it as like a science fiction, like spy show, which I think will be kind of interesting. Um, but then some of the biggest news, uh, we got confirmation that Hayden Christensen, who played Anakin Skywalker in all of the Star Wars prequels, is going to be returning as Anakin Skywalker uh, slash Darth Vader uh, in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series um, that has just been officially titled Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, they're looking to start uh, filming this in the spring. Um, and yeah, so that's incredibly exciting. Um, got the first trailer for The Bad Batch. Uh, the Bad Batch is an animated series that's spun off of the final season of The Clone Wars, which aired earlier this spring. Um, yeah, it looks it looks all right. Uh, I'm not terribly like I really much I really enjoy The Clone Wars, but the Bad Batch characters like they're fine. Um, so maybe the show will be great. Um, I'm curious to see. So, so the show continues off of the end of Clone Wars, and so it's going to go post Episode Three and maybe a little bit into Episode Four. Um, so I'm curious to see what Clone Wars uh, storytelling and that animation style looks like um, post, uh, post the Clone Wars era. Um, they also announced a, a series called A Droid Story, which is going to be basically an R2-D2 C-3PO animated series with another new character. Don't have much to say about that. Uh, they also announced another 10 episode miniseries called Star Wars Visions, which each episode is, so the entire series is going to be like in a Japanese anime style. Um, and each episode is going to tell like a different kind of new story in the Star Wars universe. And each episode is going to be from a different creator. So I think that's really interesting. Um, they also confirmed a Lando Calrissian series that's going to be coming from uh, Dear White People's Justin Simeon. Um, they did not confirm if it was going to be uh, Billy D. Williams or uh, Donald Glover in this. Um, there's been rumors and reports that it's going to be both of them and it'll be kind of with flashbacks. I think that could be interesting, but that's not confirmed. Um, but then they also announced a show called The Acolyte, uh, which is coming from uh, the creator of the Russian doll series called Leslie Headland. Um, and this show is going to be set at the end of the High Republic era, uh, which is the era they're kind of exploring in the books and comics now. They're just kind of introducing it, um, yeah, within the past year or so. And it's set about like two, 300 years prior to all the Star Wars prequels. Um, and this show itself is going to be about like the reemergence of the dark side of the Force. Um, and the Acolyte might specifically be like a Sith apprentice of a sorts. Um, and it's going to be told like from the perspective of the Sith, which I think is incredibly interesting. Um, and I'm curious to see like what this actually ends up being. I'm excited to see Star Wars go into new territory. Um, but then in the feature film department, um, some of the big news was they announced a, wo a Rogue Squadron movie coming from Patty Jenkins, uh, which is going to be coming out in December of 2023. Um, 
Patty Jenkins uh, released like a video on her Twitter uh, announcing the movie, talked about how she's always wanted to do like a fighter pilot movie um, because her dad was in the Air Force and died uh, serving his country. And so she always wanted to make like the greatest fighter pilot movie she could. Um, and she's going to try and do that with Rogue Squadron. Uh, I'm very excited to see what a what a kind of fighter pilot uh, Top Gun-esque Star Wars movie looks like. Um, but then they didn't give many details on uh, the Taika Waititi directed Star Wars project that they announced a while back. Um, it'll since Patty Jenkins uh, film was dated for 2023. Uh, it's likely that Taika Waititi's project is going to be the 2025 film because uh, they have released dates for 2023, 2025 and 2027. Um, so one every two years. Um, and so I was assuming Waititi's is going to be that 2025 movie. Um, the graphic that they had up for it was very, very much up his alley. It seemed very colorful and very kind of Thor Ragnarok-esque. Um, and they said that Taika Waititi's project is going to be uh, very much in his style and bring his own kind of creative flair to Star Wars. Um, so that's exciting. Um, but then for non-Star Wars Lucasfilm news, uh, they announced a, a Disney Plus series that's going to be a sequel to Willow. Um, I've only seen bits and pieces of Willow. I haven't sat down and watched the whole thing, uh, but Warwick Davis is returning for that. Um, it's going to be coming from John M. Chu, uh, the creator of, or the director of Crazy Rich Asians. Um, and then they officially announced that the fifth Indiana Jones movie coming from James Mangold is going to be released in July of 2022. Um, so yeah, just real quick, like I, things I'm particularly excited for here. So obviously I'm, I'm a big Star Wars fan. Um, have been getting more into Star Wars uh, over the past month or so um, after like the last after uh, the last year or so my Star Wars fandom was kind of killed by the rise of Skywalker but that's another tangent that I've gone on several times um, yeah so I'm very excited for the Ahsoka show um, I think the Hayden Christensen returning as Anakin is incredibly exciting and I think this was a very smart idea for Lucasfilm to do because like since this announcement I've seen people like on Facebook that uh I went to high school with that I had no idea were even remotely interested in Star Wars, sharing this story and getting very excited about this. So I think people, particularly in our generation, um, are big fans of the Star Wars prequels. And I think this kind of gives them something to be very excited about. Um, but then also uh, the Acolyte and Rogue One, I think are two, or Rogue Squadron, excuse me, uh, are two projects that I'm very curious to see what they end up being. It's fun to see Star Wars go into, yeah, new territory, um, I think with how successful the Mandalorian's being and how good the Mandalorian is, uh, I think the future of Star Wars is, is streaming shows. I think um, if they can continue this quality, I think it's, it uh, shows that there's a very bright future for this franchise and that's incredibly exciting. So yeah, uh, throw it to you guys. Uh, what stands out to you here? What are you excited about? Uh, what are you maybe not excited about? Um, yeah, Star Wars, Lucasfilm. I can yeah. go first. Wait, I can, I'll go first just because I don't like really have much to say. So I'll like, I'm not a super big Star Wars fan. So none of this really like, I know, I'm sorry, Dave. I, I there are just more important things for me that I would like to spend my time on. So I think it's exciting for the Star Wars fan with all of this news coming out again, uh, kind of overwhelming. Like it's a lot to focus on. So I don't really have much to say. I guess like I'm excited for Taika's project just because I like him as a director and that's about it. So sorry, Dave. Sorry, Kyle. Okay, Dave, you can say your piece. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely a, 
a fairly casual Star Wars fan who has been drawn more into Star Wars by The Mandalorian. Um, so I don't have like a ton of thoughts on most of these things. I think um, I'm excited that we're getting a, a few Mandalorian spinoffs. Um, I don't know much about Ahsoka besides the one episode that she is in of The Mandalorian, but I love that episode. And I think she was a really interesting character and a really um, great performance by Rosaria Dawson. So that's cool. Yeah, definitely excited about Hayden Christensen. I do not like the prequels in general, but and I don't think he is very good in them, but I think that's more of the fault of the bad dialogue than of than of him. Um and yeah, I think I'm I'm I think of of any kind of Star Wars project, I'm the most excited for like the Obi-Wan series because I think Ewan McGregor is great. Um so yeah, that's very exciting. Um yeah, the the Taika movie, that's so many years from now but i'm sure that'll be that'll be pretty good um and yeah i guess indiana jones like i guess i guess we're doing this still like uh when that movie comes out harrison ford will have just turned 80 um and so yeah i think they already kind of did like indiana jones but he's a bit older and like isn't that a bit goofy because he can't do the things he used to do and now it's like are we really gonna do that again and like i just don't really know like what direction this is gonna go i think i would probably have preferred to see some sort of like not like reboot but maybe it's like flashbacks with i know it people just fans have been saying like oh with chris pratt or something like that um or just recast the role in like some sort of like younger way i think would be better um but yeah, I mean, I, you know, James Mangold's a very good director. So yeah, I'm sure it'll be something. It can't be worse than the fourth one. So yeah. Uh, so moving on from there, we've got our final segment to talk about, uh, which is the Marvel announcements. And there's so, there's so much Marvel announcements, uh, so many Marvel announcements. Um, so we'll just kind of go down this list. Uh, first of all, we got the, the second trailer for WandaVision, which premieres a month from the day we were recording this. Um, so yeah, second trailer looks great. I'm very excited to see what this series is. Um, supposedly WandaVision, Spider-Man 3, and Doctor Strange 2 are all going to be kind of one connected multiverse story, um, which was confirmed during this presentation. So I'm curious to see how that turns out and how exactly they connect them. Um, then also, uh, we got our first trailer for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which looks, yeah, it looks pretty good. Uh, nothing terribly exciting, but like, it looks like what you would expect this show to be. Um, and we got confirmation that that show will be, uh, premiering March 19th. Um, we also got our first trailer for the Loki series, um, which I think this trailer is probably the best of these three. Uh, I think it's, it's very interesting. It looks like a completely off the wall, oddball thing for Marvel to do. Um, which I think it's exciting just to see them going in new directions. Um, and they confirmed that this series is coming in May of 2021. Uh, also coming in May is Black Widow. They are committed to Black Widow's theatrical release at the beginning of May. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how that turns out with, with yeah, the vaccine getting distributed now, uh, or at least starting to, I, I'm optimistic that that'll happen. But yeah, obviously anything can happen that's still six months away. Um, so they also uh, gave us our first trailer for What If, which is the animated kind of like alternate universe 
uh, Marvel series about like, oh, what if uh, instead of Star-Lord, it was T'Challa in Guardians of the Galaxy? Or like, what if Peggy Carter got the super soldier serum? Um, and they showed a bunch of like little ideas here, um, which yeah, it looks pretty interesting. Um, that series is coming of summer 2021. Uh, they also gave us our first look, uh, like kind of a behind the scenes look at the Ms. Marvel series, which they're shooting right now. Um, the show is coming late 2021. Uh, and they confirmed that the character of Ms. Marvel, uh, played by, I think it's like Iman, uh, Iman Vellani, um, that character is going to be returning in uh, the Captain Marvel sequel, which is going to be directed by Nia DaCosta. Um, they also, uh, so there were a lot of set photos that came out uh, from the Hawkeye series shooting last week that confirmed Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop, but they officially made that announcement during this presentation and said that the Hawkeye show, they're aiming to be out late 2021. Um, they also gave some more details on the She-Hulk series. Um, they confirmed Tatiana Maslany is confirmed is starring as the titular character. Um, she had been saying that she wasn't, but yeah, now it's official. Uh, but the big news here is that Tim Roth, who's uh, who played the Abomination in uh, the 2008 Hulk series, uh, Hulk movie with uh, Edward Norton, he is going to be returning to that role. And Mark Ruffalo is also returning as the Hulk in this series. Um, they did mention the Moon Knight series, but notably they did not confirm Oscar Isaac's going to be starring in it. So I would assume that deal's just not done yet and they weren't quite ready to make that announcement. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, they also announced uh, a Secret Invasion series, which this is, I assume this is the, the Nick Fury series we talked about a few weeks ago, um, because Samuel L. Jackson uh, as Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn as Talos are confirmed to return for this. Uh, Secret Inva Invasion is a very big uh, Marvel kind of event from the comics, um, which has like all the scrolls basically infiltrating like society on Earth. Um, and so, yeah, it's very interesting. I'm curious to see how they how they tie this into the overall Marvel universe, um, especially with it being its own series. Um, they also kind of out of nowhere uh, announced an Ironheart show. Uh, Ironheart is a character that, um, I don't remember the name of the character, um, but she basically uh, like, uh, she makes her own Iron Man suit, um, like with her own tech. Uh, and I don't know much about the character. I know she's a relatively new character, um, but she, the show is going to be starring uh, Dominique Thorne. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. They also, speaking of Iron Man related material, uh, announced an Armor Wars show, uh, which is basically going to be like about Tony Stark's technology falling into the wrong hands is what they said. Um, and Don Cheadle is confirmed to return as War Machine for that show. Um, Moving to the Guardians of the Galaxy front, they confirmed that while they're shooting Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I believe next year, uh, they are going to be shooting a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which is something that they, James Gunn is going to write and direct, and he said that he's always wanted to do it, and so I'm excited about that. They also confirmed a Disney Plus series called I Am Groot, which is just going to be like, I guess, the adventures of Baby Groot, um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, moving over to Thor Love and Thunder, uh, we knew Christian Bale was going to be the villain here, but he is officially confirmed to be playing Gore the God Butcher, which I know very little about that character, but it sounds intense. So I'm very excited to see what Christian Bale does with that. Um, with Black Panther 2, uh, they announced that that's coming July of 2022, and they will not be recasting Chadwick Boseman. They're going to be using the existing characters that they have and just making a sequel to Black Panther with that without, uh, without T'Challa. Um, they, they did mention the Mahershala Ali Blade movie that was announced at, I believe at Comic-Con last year, or maybe D23 last year, um, but they didn't give any updates on that, just kind of confirmed that that is coming. 
Um, they gave a title to Ant-Man 3. The, the title is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which I think is a, is a fun title. Uh, they confirmed Jonathan Majors will be playing Kang the Conqueror in that. Uh, and they have recast Cassie Lang from Avengers Endgame uh, with Catherine Newton, uh, which I think is really interesting casting. I, I, I'm a fan of Catherine Newton uh, from what I've seen her do. Um, and yeah, so I think that'll be interesting. Uh, and yeah, the big like last announcement they said uh, was they confirmed a Fantastic Four movie is happening and it's going to be directed by John Watts, who's the director of Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, and the upcoming third Spider-Man film. And so yeah, they must be very happy with with him if they're giving him the Fantastic Four. I'm curious to see how this ties into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And yeah, lots lots of Marvel stuff. We've, we've got a few minutes here before our meeting time runs out. So I guess quickly, what are your guys' thoughts on what stands out to you here? What are you excited about? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot here. Um, I think I'm pretty much just excited for all of this because it's been, it's because of COVID-19, it's been like a year and a half since we've gotten any sort of like MCU content at all um and so i'm definitely missing it i think i was like a little bit burned out after endgame and spider-man a little bit and just because you know there's a lot happening there um but yeah i am well well past the point of being ready uh to dive back into all of these this universe and all these characters i think uh yeah fantastic four movie super duper exciting i hope they cast john krasinski and emily blunt i think that would be cool um and yeah, I, I I love the mix of Disney Plus shows and and movies and kind of how they're kind of layering everything. And yeah, we're just going to be getting a lot of Marvel, like so much. And yeah, I'm very excited for it. Yeah, I would um, I would echo probably what you guys have said. Just a lot of excitement. I think what I'm probably I'm not really aware of a lot of like the stories behind this, apart from like like the Loki and the Falcon and Winter Soldier, like those are the the trailers that I saw. Um, I'm, I think if it had been like a couple years ago, I'd be like really, really excited for the Loki show. Um, just cause I was a big old fan after the like OG Avengers movie. But um, I hope that that, like, I think it looks promising, but I feel like the Falcon and Winter Soldier like series lends itself better to a series of like, it, it just looked very much so like the the dynamic that they have like in in civil war and um i think that had that worked really really well so i'm hoping i'm hoping that that relationship um just is played out well in that series um that's probably like the two things that i'm most looking forward to though just because everything else is like i i wasn't ever really like, really looking forward to any of these announcements so i guess yeah not the biggest fan. <laughs> yeah, um, again, there's a lot here. Um, I think the the overarching like takeaway from this is that they're just going all in. Again, they're going all in on Disney Plus. Um, lots, lots of Marvel shows, lots of Star Wars shows. Um, one of the announcements they made like right off the top is that over the next couple of years, they're gonna have 10 Star Wars shows and they're gonna have 10 Marvel shows going to Disney Plus, which is a lot um but you know it's it's content and it's content for two two franchises that i really enjoy so yeah hopefully it's not too much for people but if it is like at least with star wars like you can just not watch the shows you don't want to watch 
uh, with Marvel. We'll see how that works because they have said that all these shows are going to be interconnected, just as interconnected with the MCU as the movies are. So yeah, we'll see that. But on that note, uh, we're going to start wrapping things up. This has been episode 35 of Cinebraskans, the daily Nebraskan entertainment podcast. As always, I've been your host, Kyle Cruz, joined by my co-hosts, David Berman and Mia Everding. And yeah, thanks for tuning in. See ya. See ya.